next month, Tribulation will release their new album, Where the Gloom Becomes Sound, via Metal Blade Records. The band's fifth full-length indisputably elevates the Swedes to the highest echelons as their most expressive and inventive album to date. Purchase your copy now at metalblade.com slash tribulation. Once again, Tribulation's new album, Where the Gloom Becomes Sound. Pre-order it now, metalblade.com slash tribulation. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. What is going on, everybody out there? It is I, your host, Petter Speich. I am always joined via Skype for the first time ever. Yeah, I hate this. This is Brandon Hahn. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at your buddy Gooch. And Jocelyn Sharp. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram at Jocelyn Sharp, and on TikTok at Wizard of Jaws. Ooh, she's got some new, she got some new Whoa, TikTok shit. Clever, and make clever sure, little wordplay. Make sure to also follow our <laughs> other co-host, Sylvia Alvarado, at It's the Sylvia on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me, I'm at Rise to Offend on Facebook and Twitter. Rise to Offend official on the good old Instagram. This week, the reason we are doing another extra episode, even though I told you guys our last episode was two episodes ago, right? See what I did? It's a, this is what we like to call good lies. Um, I got the opportunity to chat with Marty Friedman, one of my favorite guitar players of all time, and we get to promote his New Year's Day live stream. It's Marty Friedman, Tokyo Jukebox Live worldwide, and that's going to be on New Year's Day, guys. You can Tickets are available right now at martyfriedman.zaiko.io, so make sure you guys are checking out this live stream. You'll hear about it. We talk about it in the interview, all the amazing shit they're going to put together for that. But before that, guys, like always, we like to discuss a little bit about the Metal Sucks news. No sounder on Skype. Yeah, I know. The Skype is uh, really sucking the fun out of it. Wait, wait, I got it. I got it. Um, I'm going to do the guitar, Brandon, and then you do the new song. Hey, Pete! Hey, Pete! Hey, Pete! Hey, Pete! Yeah! That's better than most of them. <laughs> yeah. Now I like my, Skype. My... Now I like Skype. I always ask the questions <laughs> with limitations. Do you guys do better at art artist or do you not? And it's like, clearly we do better with the limitations of oh, not yeah, seeing I each other's faces. Oh, yeah, I do better as an artist. <laughs> I just did an impression of a guitar where I said, ba-ba, ba-ba, ba-ba. That's apparently how yeah. a guitar sounds to me. That's a little bit of it. Really there's, the there's, there's some, maybe it was a slap in a bass. Gets, I don't know, whatever. I don't, it I don't know. It wasn't a good impression. I didn't do a good job. Oh, man. <laughs> New Year's Eve, as a performer, I guys. I couldn't tell, really. I, just, I couldn't even tell. I just heard like a, I heard sounds, and I'm like, I'm just going to start yelling. <laughs> and that's how punk rock was born. Dude, and that's exactly it. If, if that was what you guys did right there, you did really well. Great job. Thank you. I would have froze, man. I would have froze, you know. Well, we are comedic improvisers. Yeah. That's not what I do. And when you freeze freeze on Skype, it's really easy to edit. You just kind of like cut it out. Yeah. In the editing room, well, Pete froze. Let's just not let the people know. (laughs) Well, this is like my nightmare because I have my AirPods in, so it sounds like you guys are inside my brain, like you're in my head. This is not a nightmare then, Josh. Dude, I am totally the I am totally the uh, the angel on your left, and Brandon's totally the devil on your right. Think about that. Yeah, that's it's me. Tr- 
It's true, but it is a nightmare that I wouldn't be able to shut you up at will. <laughs> mm. All you got to do is ask. Oh, I'll be right. quiet. I don't know about. I don't know what devil over there. <laughs> Pete, I'm don't going worry, to sleep. Be quiet. No problem, any... Joss. <laughs> don't worry. Without you guys in front of me, I could check out at any given moment. Joss would just blow <laughs> weed to the right side, and Brandon would be like, "All right, I'm good." Yeah. I'm good. yeah I'm also, good. I'm yeah. like, I got Madden in front of me, so. The devil's just inches away. There you go. Usually when we're doing the podcast, Jocelyn's still distracted, but now she's got Madden in front of her while we're doing it. ADHD. I am so proud of you. But (laughs) dude, me and and Marty, we talk about the New Year's live stream, New Year's Eve shows. Being from Vegas, we get a lot of great bands that come out and play small venues and they overprice the tickets. So I've seen a great amount of like, you know, I guess arena level bands and small venues. You know, I think, I mean... Have you guys ever experienced that out here? Because I think that's, I don't know if it's rare, but it seems it seems like every New Year's there's a hot ticket out here in, in Vegas. I feel like every city kind of has that. Like mm, any probably. kind of st- metrop, any, what would you call it? Metropolitan. That's the word I'm looking for. Gotham. Any yes. sort of, yeah. <laughs> no, not what I meant at not all. Not what I meant. <laughs> but uh, any sort of metropolitan city, I think, that has any sort of music scene, I think that's, there's sort of a venue if there is a music scene and there is music fans in the city that that sort of thing will survive because like I lived in Reno forever and they tried to open a knitting factory there, which knitting factory is like known for cheap tickets, big bands and it couldn't survive. It didn't last. But like out here in Vegas, there's like dive bars that have big bands come in and play and they're thriving. So it's like a totally different thing. But I I mean, I've been to a ton of great shows on like, holiday nights or like the night before Thanksgiving, things like that here in Vegas. For uh, I didn't think they were overpriced. I thought they were actually fairly cheap because they're always at places like um, Double Down. Oh, no. I, I mean, I'd seen yeah, the, I, I was. I saw the Chili I Peppers for like, like 500 bucks. Yeah, Cosmo. Yeah, Foo Fighters oh. where it's the Cosmo. Like, uh, you know, yeah, the small yeah, venues. You and, guys are rocking those adult budgets. I don't know. You, we're not. We're having two different lives. Mm. Like, I do I don't purchase anything from Ticketmaster. No. Yeah, I'm not dropping that much money for fucking chili peppers. I, I'm no. sorry. Like, yeah, well, no, you know, I'll it, go. It, yeah, it happened. But the point, oh, Misfits was last year, wasn't it? Two years ago, Brandon. It was Misfits. Yeah, yeah. I'll go. Misfits I'll go watch. Was, that wasn't at that was at the MGM though. That was a huge venue. That oh, was like, that and that was, was like twelve thirty. Putrid. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. you didn't like if it. it were, if it would have been at a smaller venue, it would have been great. But it's yeah. like the fact that it was in this giant place sucks so bad i couldn't hear a single word they were saying as stand-up comics though did you guys ever do new year's shows and how were those I oh hate, they suck i hate brandon shows. hates everything oh jocelyn you hate them too tell me about new yeah. year's eve shows have you been on stage and done the countdown let me go brandon you first no jocelyn you ruined no it. no well, yeah actually yeah afterwards afterwards though you got it like they break somebody up it's either you or maybe the manager or something somebody just you know after you do the show there's like a half hour all right guys get your champagne and then find your places and then you you know then you do the countdown pretend like you give a shit and then you're out of the and then you're back in your car at twelve fifteen. all right jocelyn how's your I experience I never even make it to that part of the fucking show because it's so miserable because it's New Year's Eve. And so people are all beholden to this idea that they have to get shit faced and everybody's trying to get drunk enough to get the courage to kiss somebody at midnight. And, and you know, it's 930 p.m. and everyone's hammered and you can't even get through your set and it's not fun. And it's the fucking definition of combat comedy. If I was famous, maybe, and the crowd was my fans and, you know, I can understand why those shows are fun because it's your fans and they're there to see you. And that's the experience. But when it's just people looking for something to do on New Year's Eve and you just happen to be there, 
you have to compete with literally them being like, I could just not pay attention and we could just talk about New Year's Eve. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it made me part fun. of the show. I want to, yeah. my friends say I'm funny at the party. Like, okay. Well, and, and I've said this vocally and, and I will say this openly always. Um, drunk people, all of you across the world, no one likes you. If you are drunk, nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. No one wants to talk to you. Shut the fuck up and sit down. All right. Drunk people across the world. I mean, seriously, have you ever uh, met a drunk person that you're like, oh, I'm really glad I talked to that person? Well, <laughs> Never. I mean, I've gotten sex from that person. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I have. I, I don't know, man. That's I, fair. I, um, I, I, I can't say there's a lot of people that are good drunks that I've known that I didn't even know they were drunks, to be honest with you, like through my days. I'm like, I didn't even realize this guy I mean, had a problem, and he's such a gentle and funny person, but you can tell well, that they're I, off. I don't mean alcoholic. I mean drunk. Well, like a person I, who is overtly drunk. Like, you can tell they're drunk. Well, anybody that's willing to go out in public. sloshing. Yeah, yeah. Anybody, yeah. Anybody willing to go out in public and, and party till... Well, that's that's us, too. We're in Vegas, man. I, I, I don't know. I doubt we deal yeah. with it more in other cities, but, like, yeah, people come out here and... We'll pee on the ground and be like, "It's cool, it's Vegas." You know what? You know what happens here stays here. We're like, "No, dude, we people live here." I mean, <laughs> listen, I don't, I don't judge that harshly because I'm pretty much high twenty four seven. But like, I, I've never been stoned and like walked up to a dude and been like whispered into his mouth about his genitals because I didn't understand social understandings because I was high. Like that never happened, right? But I've, I've never whispered in someone's mouth. Well, I've actually, that, you know, it's. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm not following the uh, proper protocol yeah, of like whispering, whispering in someone's mouth. mouth. Like, where is this? Well, don't you know when like, yeah. a drunk person leans forward and they start whispering, and you're like, that's not my ear, that's the front of my face. What are you whispering? Oh. <laughs> like, why are you whispering into my mouth? Ooh, that's the first like joke on this show in history you. that Brandon didn't get. That I, because I always miss him, right? He, he, he missed that one completely. I'm I, not a very good comedian. No, I didn't. Would get my jokes. I, I do I, I do think that like for me as far as like New Year's I I mean and that's the thing you're working on New Year's which you just said you were if you're doing stand up comedy it, it always kind of like it, it might be a little tougher because I don't I never had to work on New Year's but man the excitement that New Year's always brings me no matter what we were doing we went to like a wrestling Why? thing one time Why are you I mean not to be a negative Nancy but I don't understand this new year's thing it's arbitrary first of all the calendar is germanic it doesn't mean anything i know i mean but it's it's the events of surviving another year and the hope of a better year in front of you and and getting resolutions that you can do and i mean there's just so much positivity of like out with the old and with the new mindset i love it all and to celebrate it with a bunch of people um I'm a fan, dude. The Strip has always been, like, the Las Vegas Strip has always been this um, mecca of, like, we're going to go on the Strip all night. That I've done, and I think is a very dreadful time because it's the only time it's cold out here. And it's freezing, right? And you can't even go inside of a casino because they're packed. And so you're kind of stuck on the Strip. And that I've done when I was, you know, younger, and that really turned out really, really um, I saw a guy, actually, I saw a guy die one time. Did I tell you this, Brandon? I think I did. Uh, yeah, didn't he fall off? Something? Yeah, yeah. I was in front of at the. Now it's the Cromwell, but there was a casino. It was called the not the Bar was it the Barbary Coast or the Gold Coast? the Barbary Coast. Barbary yeah. Coast. Yeah, it was called the Barbary Coast, and now it's. Uh, I think it's the Cromwell now. It it changed a long time ago, but we were walking, and it's across the street from the Bally's on that corner, and it goes Caesars, Barbary Coast, Flamingo Bally's, and 
Flamingo and Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah, and, and Bellagio, for people that aren't aware, but it's on that corner, some guy climbed all the way to the top of the streetlight, you know, and he was like hanging there screaming, and then he slipped, and I mean, he right down, straight on its head. And there's cops all over the place. And so we we just keep walking because we're like, holy shit, that guy just fell off the top. And then on the news, we saw some guy fell off and died the next day. So that you know, that, that was like right, right in front of me. Yeah. You're right. You're right. New Year's Eve is a very magical holiday. Yeah, <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, got out with the old, in with the new. Yeah. I just said. I old life. You know, don't like walking the strip on New Year's Eve, but I love the environment of seeing yeah. the, the Foo Fighters or the Chili pa- or whoever. Man, I mean, there's been so I'm many bands. Yeah. I saw I saw Cottonmouth like- Kings one New Year's Eve, and I was like, oh, I don't want gosh. nothing to do with this. And then I went there, and I had the best time ever, man. And it was, and they did the countdown and whatever they did. And uh, I saw it the you know a smaller venue, obviously the Huntridge at the time, but I remember having a, a fantastic time. And again, I'm not a big drinker. But not saying that I, I didn't get, you know, drunk on New Year's Eve, but I mean, I'm not a big drinker, but I never got to a point where it's like I couldn't drive home or something like that. I don't know what that means, but probably means I drunk drove. <laughs> yeah, I've done the, uh, yeah, I've done the, uh, the New Year's Eve on New Year's Eve on, uh, Las Vegas Boulevard and it was, you know, just kind of stupid. Not a lot of moving. It's there, you know, yeah, you see I a lot of joy. It's... There's a lot of joy and, and people, I, I was there on a, 2000 so y2k i was there waiting for the bomb to drop joy is a weird and, uh, thing to call strangers assholes but okay but well i'm just saying like you know you're seeing a lot of smiling a lot of laughing it's, like, a, it's you know, an infectious energy a lot yeah. of hugging and stuff it is an infectious energy. i love it so it's like it's fun it's fun for that but then after that though like it, it's it's either house parties and then have a safe way to get home or it's gonna be just me in bed by 11 30 p.m you know, and then yeah, I enjoy I'm, New Year's on with breakfast. So, do you guys now? Uh, how, what are you, what is your take now? You guys just stay home and watch like TV and stuff, or I'm what? Forty one, bro. Uh, no, no, no. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's still there's still things people do at forty one. I mean, you know, stand up um, comedy wise, you guys aren't doing anything this year. No, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, if there was, it, I I don't know if I ever want to do those again. Just it's just miserable on New Year's yeah, Eve. But uh, I mean, here's the thing: is maybe it's the city because the thing about Vegas is everything's different here. So. Maybe New Year's Eve comedy shows are better in other places, but they're not fun here. People get too hammered. It's not yeah. fun. Yeah, no, no, the hammer things. That's always going to be a wild card. People that gives them a, nobody. Everybody, nobody works on twelve one for the most part. Most jobs, not every job, but most jobs, people have that day off. And like I said, it's a reason to celebrate or do you know? Just it just it makes sense. I mean. Uh, Which is hilarious to me. Let me, I'm just going to crush everybody's dreams right now just because I fucking feel like it because I'm having a bad day. But wow. if you think about this, Brandon, compete with her. You, I, I, can't, I can't beat both you guys like this. Where's Sylvia? I need her right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> New Year's resolutions are so dumb because the concept is like you fucked up your whole year and like you didn't really do shit right. And then on like New Year's Eve, you're like, tomorrow. I'm going to start doing shit different as if the clock striking midnight, you're all of a sudden going to be a more responsible person who follows through on shit. Take it from somebody whose new year's resolution has been to lose 30 pounds for 32 years. No, I, hey, you, right. you, you make that a resolution. You come hang out with me. We'll get you. We'll get you there. My resolutions are easy, though. That's, that's, no, a, that's Pete, a hard one. No, Pete, you're a freak one. of nature. No one's like you. I, what do you mean? You I, are a freak of nature. Last, last year, my New Year's uh, resolution was... It's normal to struggle to, com- to complete goals, Pete. It's not normal to just be like, well, I want to do this and then do it. Oh, well, 
I don't know. Last year, my resolution was like, I want to read War and Peace. I want to get it done by the end next year. That was my resolution. The book is huge. And you did it, yeah, right? Isn't it? Yeah, I did it. You really Do read you know War the... and Peace? Yeah, yeah. I read the this version over here. It's right, right behind me. Uh, the one I had, there's so many different versions, but I, this crazy thing is I bought one from a a bookstore that was like 640 pages and I was like okay I can do this and it was like an you know an americanized version and then my wife was like no 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 that's not the one you have to get the the original with the text and what it was is that you'd have to flip to the back with all the asterisks to read the notes and I can find out what it is but anyway so I ended up getting that one and that one was like 1200 or 13 with all these little asterisks in the back so it was a, it was a tough one but um I got through it and then we end up after I got through it, she bought the A and E miniseries with uh, Paul Dano, and we watched it, and it was amazing. So it was it was a great thing. But okay. that was that was my resolution is just to get through a big ass book. Yeah, that was it. But you know. here's the thing, Pete, and 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 this is like real from Forbes magazine. Mm-hmm. Less than twenty five percent of people make it thirty days after January first. I go and to the gym regular. Of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I go to the gym re- regular. Anybody that goes to the gym regular, like like you know. You hate January 2nd at the gym. You're like, Jesus Christ, go away, people, because everything's packed up. You can't use the gym anymore. <laughs> like, it's all, you'll walk in there, especially now during COVID, because the capacity is only 25%. He, like, so they're counting you as you're going in. I guarantee you won't be able to work out for like the first 30 days. It'll be like yeah, lines I'm, out the door. I'm, I'm in there with my free trial with Wendy's chicken nuggets on my breath making TikToks in the girls' locker room. Though you're not allowed to do that, by the way. That's illegal. Oh, well, listen, if you're alone, then Wait, what are you that's doing? a gray area. She said doing a TikTok in a bathroom. <laughs> oh, really? It's a lot, that's illegal, right? You can't do that. No, you can take pictures of yourself in the bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. I thought you meant like other people. <laughs> no. <laughs> so why don't we do the New Year's resolution like easier, though? Like in, in, in anything that's a win for yourself makes you happy. That's all. That's all a New Year's resolution is. I'm going to beat this video game. That's fair to me. Some games are hard. Right? Like Madden. What team are you playing? You the Buccaneers? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. So what's your record? Um, I'm 5 and 1 right now. 5 and 1. Your New Year's mm-hmm. resolution is 12 and 4. You can do it. Okay, I feel like I yeah. go to the classes in the trailer out back of the school right now, Pete. So you can just <laughs> yeah, she's, crank yeah, that she's back. not on all Madden just yet. Let's <laughs> let's wait till she learns how to conquer the four three defense. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah. Do you? What's Jaws gonna do against man coverage, Pete? Come on. What's what's? Uh, I mean, you've never done the New Year's resolution thing. You never said I'm not gonna do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I think you did. I don't. I'm, I, uh, I think you did. Like, that. I'm not smoking you, weed anymore. I think you did I that with you. I don't well, understand. Like I, if why I, New Year's? Like, when it comes to New Year's resolution, like I've done this where it's like, it might be like two weeks before New Year's and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to do this shit anymore. And then I stop. And then, you know, and it's like, it's, it, I don't think, I think if you just want to stop, it's like the idea of waiting for a new year to start, you know, start something new. It's like, we'll just get a rush on it now. Well, it's a milestone. Like, that's why people do it. Change it. it. No, I know, but it's a milestone. Yeah, I know. But and and but, maybe you enjoy your bad habits. You're like, oh, I like whatever. But I, I love it's, my bad habits. Yeah. That's why. That's why they're bad habits. I love them so much, and then all of a sudden, I'm, you know, stoned out of my fucking mind every day, and I'm like, you know what? Let's try to cut back just a wee bit. You know, and I do that right there and then. I don't sit there and be like, ah, oh, 2021, and how I can. <laughs> Now I can start being a better person. I know. That's my point. I find it hysterical yeah. that people are like, you know what? It's 
it's January 1st now, honey. We are going to be different people. We've been the same people for years, but because yeah, we just... It's just like... It's like, no. It's, yeah, it's just like, if you want to do it, you'll change. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you want to do it right now, there's no... You, there's no use unless unless it's something like doctor related, like oh, I want to go to therapy. Well, all right, let, let me wait till my insurance kicks in next year, and then I'll wait, and then I'll start doing. This. People, but if it's like if it's something you could do like right there and then, knock it out right there and then. Don't wait. People need motivation sometimes to change, and then the, the new year is a motivator for. They some. already got the motivation to change. They got the motivation to change. Hmm. They already got it. They're just wait. It's like, but they're waiting to do it, and it's like, no, dude, change. If you already got the motivation to change, there's something yeah. you want to change. There's your motivation. Change it. I think it's like sort of. I, I'm resentful of that sort of mentality because I think it's sort of the same thing of the yo-yo diet culture that creates eating disorders and you know yo-yo dieting horridness and. You know, what's a yo-yo diet? I, I'm not. I'm, do you know what it is? Um, I'm yeah, not sure I what it means. You're talking about. So yeah. yo-yo dieting is like what what happened from the 80s and 90s with all the fad diets: Weight Watchers, Keto, Atkins. All these they have all these fad crash diets, right? You can, they're like lose 30 pounds, 30 days. All these things buy the Nutrisystem kit. All those things, right? And you know, a lot of people would lose a lot of weight on it, and then they would get off of it once they've lost the weight, and then they would gain a ton of weight back. And often they would gain more weight than they lost, and then they would get on another fad diet oh, and lose that weight again. Yo-yo dieting. So that's that's the culture that we've created in America because we live on these quote unquote milestones. These go- like this, we put these when it's like no, you just eat the fucking salad right now. Just make it about this meal. Like make it about this meal. Make it about the change right now. You know, instead of making it about you know, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of saying you're going to be somebody tomorrow when you can just be that person today. Yeah, but I, I mean. I think that it, it, you're right. It's a lifestyle change. Like when people go vegan, let's just say, um, yeah, it's like you you can't go back. And I think that maybe dieting or the the yo-yo diet situation. I do understand. Hey, if you just do this for three months, you'll reach your goals, and then you go back to normal, and then yeah, you you bounce back up. I think that that's the hard thing is that this is a forever change. This is. I'm not eating right. meat anymore. I'm not doing you it. You can't be on Nutrisystem forever or else you end up in the hospital. You know? No, I didn't know. So it's like we, these systems are not like set up for success. These systems are, success, are set up to keep us in this like constant mentality of like, but this is like, again, me being trapped in the house for 10 days and quarantine high out of my mind, you know? So this is like some other level. I've been alone with my thoughts too much thinking about New Year's resolutions because I just, I don't know. I think that it's just damaging. I think it this it puts this idea in your head that you have to constantly be improving when, you know, sometimes the human condition is just surviving. No, I understand that. I mean, I do. I think that Which a lot is dark. of people, I, I think dark, a lot of people feel, feel that way right now. Well, I mean, when, when it's survival, <laughs> yeah, you don't need a surviving is bettering yourself, you know, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And then, and like I said, my goals are always just like personal focus things you know where it's not some like I mean, I lifestyle change like it, it'll virtually be uh-huh. like read a book because it's hard to uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. i'm being edgar Allan poe right now but on january 1st i'm going to log into the weight watchers app like it's going to happen like i do it every year i make a new year's resolution every year even though i'm cynical and i hate it the whole time because i i again like you believe in the magic of rebirth we all want to believe that january 1st we're going to walk through a door and be a different person we're just not you know yeah, dude, look, you got, but that's the thing is that, like, I don't know, like, you need a team behind you, man. We'll help you out. I'll do it. I'll walk okay. with you every day. Right. I'll wake you up at 6 a.m. You can be high. Tell you, 
We'll go to the golf yeah, course come, right behind your house, house and we'll just start running the hills. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not going to come to your house. house Steve will kick me. me yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, yeah, he'll kick you. That's what he'll do. <laughs> he'll kick me. He'll kick me. He, he's not going to harm me that bad. He's just going to be like, get out of here. That's all. Just with the foot. So, but, uh, dude, so, Brad, you're totally against the New Year's resolutions as well. I love them. It's just. But no, no, here's the thing. It's not the fact that I'm against anytime somebody wants to make a, a decision to change or do something. I mean, Jocelyn's saying like only 25%, but that that also tells me one out of every four people is going to do it. That's not a bad, I mean, honestly, it's not a bad uh Well, actually, 8% statistic. Only, 8% only complete the goal. So okay. 25, well, still, yeah, 20, 25% make it 30 days. Right. Okay. But I'm just saying though, it's like, my thing is, is, is anytime, anytime somebody wants to make a change, you know, I'm all for it. Anytime somebody yeah, wants to real. make a change for the good, you know I mean? It's not like they want to make a change. And I think I'm <laughs> going to try heroin. Resolution. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, I, I don't <laughs> think be that, more of an asshole this year. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go. Yeah. This is, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be more cynical. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm going to more like, yeah, stores. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, if you're going to make any kind of change to be better, I'm all for it. But I'm just a big believer of, all right, stop wasting time and stop talking and fucking do it. That's always yeah. been me. Like, stop talking and do it. Don't talk about it, be about it. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's a phrase that I, I've said many times. Paper so, so what we're saying is Brandon and I are your dad sitting in our recliner in the living room and don't bother us with your idea until it's done. <laughs> that's yes. what we're saying. Don't come. Don't say, "Hey, I got an idea." I want to. I want no. you to come at me with a PowerPoint presentation of your idea. Just let me know. Let me know you're fucking headed somewhere. I'll, I'll, don't I'll, you I'll be like, "Ah, hey, you know what? I'm thinking about making a movie." All right. Nope. Well, then I'm thinking about making a movie as well. You know what I mean? With your nope. mom. Oh, daddy's watching the football game. Get the fuck out of the den. Yeah, beat it. I'll always be the guy that wants to, uh, people that I love, I want them to feel and be happy. So whatever they think that's going to be, if I can partake or help in any way, I would I would rather do well, that than, uh, than anything so else. so am I. Yeah, but, the, so. But, what I, but what I'm saying is... So if someone like, gave me I their resolution, they're like, I want to do this, but I don't think I'm going to do it. Be like, man. I'm not. I'm the opposite of, I'm I'll the help opposite you of that. I want all of you to fail. Whatever your resolution is, yeah, I'm going to work tirelessly, go. AM to PM to sabotage it. Just so, like a goddamn in. liberal. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. It's just. <laughs> but look, I, I mean, like, I again, I'm just like Pete, where it's like, yeah, I want all my friends to be healthy and happy, and I'm going to support all their positive decisions. But it's like, I, I, but I will also say, like, if they're like, hey, you know what, I'm going to start waiting till uh, New Year's Eve. I'm going to start this diet. I'm like, well, why not do it right now? You got two yeah. weeks. Let's just start it off now. Let's because they might want to. The they might want to. You know, enjoy let's Taco in, Bell for let's one head more week. Into the new year. Yeah, yeah but well, doing that, but saying. but Pete, you don't understand because you're not fat. You've never been fat. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not saying mentality. I understand. Yeah, but I'm, that mentality is like so harmful to people that have issues with that. Like this, because the thing is, is and that's why I keep tying it back to food. Is the thing with New Year's is we tie it to all these things that people have like real legitimate chemical dependencies on, like food nicotine booze all these things right and it's like if you give some if you tell somebody like yeah you can start your diet on monday so you have a week to binge it's like oh that's like a bulimia starter kit that's what you just did like it's not it's just not healthy like it's just not I, a good way to think i again no i i know but i don't i, don't, I wouldn't do a new year's resolution on that i'd be doing like on i want to play guitar once yeah. a week 
every Friday from this to this. This is my New Year's resolution. Let me see if I can play guitar with the Rocksmith video game and just roll through it. Something I like, like those New Year's resolutions. That's that's what a resolution those. is for me. That's what I mean. It's something that's it, it makes you happier and and uh, you know or learning a skill benefit. Like yeah, like reading the book that was a big deal to me, man. That was a big deal last year, and and uh, I got it done. And, like, and uh, getting rewarded with a movie yeah. version of it, it was dude. After you read Should. a book and then you see a movie version of it, it's always like yeah, yeah. Should you know we make Pete resolutions and then we can check in next year at the end of next year and see if All we right. did our resolutions? Pete resolutions new, are fun. Pete's new resolution. Pete's new resolution for 2020 is stop pile driving your wife. Uh, no more of that. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like it. Did she tell you that? Did nope. She, no, okay, that's not what she said. <laughs> no human being with a skeleton likes that. <laughs> it's just... Well, how do you know she has a skeleton? You don't know her. You don't, I mean, you don't know she, her. Okay. She, she, she walks upright. Next. Next. Okay, so we didn't think about resolutions beforehand, but if you were to uh, think of I'll a positive a resolution, resolution right, now. right now. Go ahead, Jaws. You go first, Brandon. I'll, I'll go last. I've been dying to like read more books, so I will make the resolution that I'm going to read a book a month. That's I I, I love books. it. Twelve books for the year. That's dude. That that's dude. I got the Keith Buckley books. They're like 170 pages. Jaws, you'd love them. Throw, I got those two. There's two out of the way. Somebody just oh, died. Yeah, I'd love to borrow them. Yeah, I got I got watching no, Brand, Brandon's Brandon's fake balls fell out of his. Okay. Seat. <laughs> That's so, what happens. But that's what I'm saying. That's a great <laughs> so resolution. Much, so much balls. I'll let you borrow the, the Keith Buckley books if you want, and you can jump right. on them. Because, dude, I mean, I burned we'll, through them. You know? We'll check back in. I'm going to put a reminder in my phone. We're going to check back in in a year on this podcast. And and if I was right and I did not complete my resolution, and I'm going to try. Oh, yeah. I'm going to honestly try. I give, I, I give I you I give you graphic novels past 60 pages. They count. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, then... Listen, so. if I fail, then I give you full permission to... Let Steve kick me. <laughs> Wake you up at 6 a.m. and be like, we're going over the hills. <laughs> we're, yeah, We're walking over the do. hills. <laughs> if, you, if I don't read 12 books in a year, I'll get up with you for a whole month at 6 a.m. every day and go walking with you. And that is my nightmare. Dude, that is not a nightmare. We'll, we'll, we won't even talk. We'll, I'll, we'll have headphones it, and we'll listen to the same record back and forth. It's my nightmare that it's 6 a.m. that I'm exercising. Mm, Brandon, <laughs> what's yours? What you got? Uh, I'm going to, well, I'm already, that's the thing. I'm already, I don't ever look about doing stuff next year. I just do it. So I just started already. I just started, I've already started this class on how to learn how to code and learn how to do websites and build websites. Like I want to, I want to learn skills, dude. Beautiful, man. Now it's up to me. I got to figure something out. Huh? I want to finish Game of Thrones from episode one to the last one. I never watched it, so. Or I did watch it, but I never, right. I never, I never, I never a, got through it. That's a long one. It's like eighty episodes, right? Somebody's laughing at me. Be like, okay, well, what, give yeah. me a hard one. Give me a hard one. TV yeah, show that everybody like, loves. Like, like, I want to have the orgasms. Queen's Gambit was a real piece of <laughs> want, shit. You should watch that. Come. Watch that. Don't no, like I don't. I don't. Twenty twenty one. That's my. That's my resolution. I'll watch every episode of Law and Order SVU. That's twenty four seasons, and it's a lot of Ice T, who I love. So how about that? Is that good? I can't get. The, I can't. I don't know if I can You're pull that. Off. Yeah, this, I don't know. That felt like a Fear Factor thing. I don't know why you would go there. That was weird. I love that show. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of episodes. <laughs> but yeah, I was gonna say you would have to like never sleep. Um, I'll think of one, dude. I'm sorry, I'm not on the spot here. But it's usually no, it's something fine. to do with I, reading because reading is the hardest thing to do. At this point, I do it when I use the restroom, and that's about like the main part I can do it, or take a bath. 
because I like baths. But that's about it. I think you should do I, oh, I have a good one page for you. Dookie. But I no, won't. I have a good resolution for Pete. <laughs> one page for Dookie. Go ahead, Joss. What you got? I have a good one. You have to get better about. You have to post on Rise to Offend Official. Oh, the Instagram. Uh huh. That's a great one. Every week. You know, Sarah does that. My wife. I don't. I've no, never posted you, on there once. Okay. You have to post once a week. Oh, you know 52 what? posts. I start, actually, I should start. I, that's what I'm going to do. All right, fine. That's my. I, I'm going to do that. You're going to do that. Post on Rise to Offend and Rise to Offend. Oh, I, that's nice. Steal Pete's resolution. You just got saved well, by the bell, Pete. Thank you, brother. I've always been. I've always tried to tell myself to do that, and then uh, and I'm like, you know what? Let me just take pizza pizza goals. <laughs> take my resolution. <laughs> So, so with that, dude, I love hanging out with you guys, man. I know we did a risk Skype. Jocelyn, quarantine's almost over, right? The 30th? Yeah, 30th right. is under my quarantine. Ooh, I thought of another good one for you. Go, go. I got a resolution it. for you. You never do shit for yourself, so once a month you have to find a new and different thing to do for yourself. Like, go get a massage or go take golfing lessons. Is that a thing? I don't oh. know. <laughs> Driving range, man. Yeah, that's actually good. Oh, I miss you guys. I'm gonna see you like on one two or something like that. Sylvia too. I'll text you guys soon. But with that extra episode for all you wonderful podcast listeners, let's jump into my interview with the one, the only Marty Friedman. How was your uh, 2020? Man, it's been like so different for every for every person but i really lucked out in so many ways um unscathed by a lot of things of course missing out on a lot of the same things everybody else is missing out on but um uh, i spent a whole lot of it in the studio making my next record and um i would have been doing that anyway so um it really gave me a lot of extra time to uh uh, sit back and make changes on the things in the album that I would make changes on. And um, I could live with the music for a while, live with the demos, live with the real tracks and, and make tons of last minute changes that normally I wouldn't get to make. So it was kind of a, in a luxurious way to make an album. And, uh, and for like three, four months, I was just between my house and the studio where I was recording and um and then things got extended even more and i just uh you know used all the time as positively as i could with uh the recording of the album and uh you, you hear stories about people that are you know in mid-tour getting canceled and things like that and just imagine the kind of financial losses that people have gone through it's just really horrible so uh, i cannot complain at all um you know, healthy and um, working almost as much as normal, actually, over here. Um, a lot of the things that I do can be done uh, relatively safely. So uh, um, I've been very lucky. It's been a very lucky year so far. And uh, I, I hope that uh, everyone else um, gets, you know, gets away with uh, a lot of the things that I've gotten away with. Dude, hey, some, sometimes it's it's that... Uh you take what you have. I think a lot of artists um, or, or, you know, musicians, anything like that, they'll have some sort of limitation like what we dealt with this year. 
and they'll use it to their advantage, like not having a deadline on a record, certain things like that. And they will see this positive kind of silver lining to, all right, let me try this different thing. And I think that approach worked for a lot of people, you know, that, that had that, um, mindset if I'm, if I'm allowed, you know, it definitely worked for me. I mean, usually I'm the one wanting to extend any kind of deadlines because I want to change one thing or there's just one thing that could be better. I want to replace a song, you know, just stuff that drives the record company crazy and everyone involved. But this time it was like, well, you got another three months to record. We're pushing the release back. I'm like, of course, I was really, really happy about that. But obviously, I was unhappy about, uh, um, you know, things that that I lost. You know, I was supposed to play the opening ceremony at the Tokyo Marathon again. I played it for the last four years and they were so kind to ask me to do it again. I was looking forward to that and that didn't happen. And we were pushing for Olympic things and, you know, things were looking like I might have a shot in eking my way in there somehow at some musical you know any anything having to do with the olympics would be like a dream come true so i was looking forward to that but thankfully the only two big things that i lost were those two things and um uh, so i cannot complain in the slightest and then the record came out better for it so i really uh, i feel lucky Absolutely, man. So everybody out there, I know I didn't introduce, but Marty Friedman, no introduction needed here. We're here to celebrate and promote, guys. Make sure we're going to have the Tokyo Jukebox live worldwide live stream, guys. It's it's going to be on New Year's Day 2021, the new year that we've all been waiting for. Tickets are available at martyfreeman.zaiko.io, guys. So make sure you're picking those up. Now, 2020, as we were mentioning, um, as an artist musicians and anybody they're always fans first you know so we always still still need like i guess uh will there be a film uh, a band an album you know i've talked on the show many time how rainbow arrow rainbow era dio has been my 2020 soundtrack i've listened to stargazer like fifty thousand times and it's really (laughs) made my year just positive and great you know and finding dvds and stuff like that of the performances um by that era has just really made my year um, and not to put you on the spot, well, what was your band that you was kind of your go-to for this year? That's a great question. Um, since most of the time was done recording, listening to anything other than what I was working for was kind of a luxury. But uh, I find that um, sometimes you're listening to music as you're creating your own things for kind of technical reasons, like you you like a drum sound of this one band and you're trying to get that. So you, you're listening to that band or a guitar sound. Like there's a band here called Crossface that I really like. And um, they have a really good uh, kind of modern drum to synthesizer ratio in some of their songs. So I was trying to, uh, um, you know, turn my engineer onto some of this stuff. So I, I was listening to that. And I was listening to this this group called uh, Passcode, um, which is just, uh, again, I was doing it for my own personal ideas because I love the way they make like turnarounds in their songs. You know, every song has bridges and verses and choruses and solos and breakdowns. But most of the times the connections to those parts are pretty pedestrian. But this group called Passcode, or actually the guy who produces them, he just comes up with the sickest transitions between two normal parts. And I just, 
always really liked that, so I was listening to a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But like for the same reason that you were listening to music as just like a, a feel good place to go, um, I definitely don't go into too much heavy stuff. Uh, I would be listening to the Beach Boys or something like that. Um, that's like that's my definite go to because uh, it's just such an air cleaner. You know what I mean? When you put it on, the room changes the complete sound. I mean, I might be playing these ultra heavy guitar riffs you know for 15 16 hours and then i get back and it's like the last thing i want to hear is a distorted guitar and then uh, the beach boys always seems to clean clear my ears out for that so that's kind of been and it, it's also a real positive kind of sound you know i really dig it and the it's just uh that's kind of my thing i guess that's that's the perfect way to describe it. A room cleaner. <laughs> like a room the, cleaner. It'll clean out the room sometimes depending on who's in it, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's definitely a room cleaner for me. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So that's uh yeah, dude, we need that. That's that's the one thing we always have and that's why it's so important for uh fans and everybody to realize that there's always artists out there that will, like you said, clean the room, clean the air and just kind of give you a well, moment. I think it's a good point. Yeah. There's a really good point that you bring up in a year like this because it would be so easy to fall into a really really bad place, mm-hmm. a really hellish kind of depression. Um and every single person has got something that they can do to like distract them from it and it's really kind of all about distraction and staying away from uh the negative information that's bombarding you and whether it be music or whether it be, uh, you know, some kind of TV show or a game or, or a book or whatever it might be, um, to just, you know, reality is really, really bad, but it's not like the end of the world. And it's not something that is going to stop us from being happy and productive unless we allow it to just occupy our lives and it's really important to find those things like in your case it would be uh do you're a rainbow and and i totally get that so um uh, a lot of important i found it very important for me to try to find things that could distract me from well gee we're not touring this year we might not tour next year and if, if i dwelled on those things it would really be an awful thing but like it's time to like try to be nice to yourself. And I, I found that um, finding little things that you never really had time to care about, but you like, um, I found it very cathartic during this year. Same experience. Absolutely. It really had me focus on waking up to the positive things, the small things, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, right. wake up, make the bed, do these little things and just kind of, so when you come back later, it's like, ah, oh, it looks comfortable, you know, these little things, I just like <laughs> yeah. li- little wins. And, and that's, uh, like I said, it's really sure. maintained my positive mentality, but also the energy that I was throwing out, um, mm-hmm. when I would run into people. Cause like you said, it was a really, really tough year. So, um, for a lot of people and we have to empathize and always have to realize that, you know, we got it lucky. And if we have anything that we can bring positive to people in this time, we, we want to, even if it's energy, you know, and, certainly, uh, certainly. Music has been f- my entire life. I mean, I don't want to say my best friend, but probably the person I always turned to the most when I was lost and 
you know, it's always worked. It works. It works, man. <laughs> it's always worked for me. That's I, I mean, I, I do promote that for sure. Now, to bring up the live stream that I'm super excited about, I have been doing the live stream all summer. I'm one of those guys that, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll be in my underwears watching it on the screen, but it doesn't matter. It's been an right. amazing journey because I love this new format. Like I said, I stay positive. It's There's so much we can do with it. Now, you, the live stream that you're doing on New Year's Day, guys, once again, it's the Tokyo Jukebox live worldwide live stream, guys. Tickets are available now. MartyFreeman.Z-A-I-K-O.io. Make sure you guys are picking this up because this is a special thing. But this is really a collaboration with you and visual director uh, Nobi, Nobuyuko Hanabusa. Now, tell it. did I say his name right? Close enough. Close yeah. enough. Perfect. I, I try. <laughs> so um, now tell us about um, that collaboration and the visual aspect is kind of, is, is it all in his hands or did you give him some directions? Because the way this live stream is going to be, you're going to kind of be in a box with a lot of his elements. True. Correct. And like, this is great that you are familiar with the live streaming and watched a lot of different ones. And as you can tell, um, that's one of the great things that's come out of this a whole situation is like people have been forced to be creative and and because musicians got to play i mean uh, people got to make music you know and they're going to do it and whether it be um you know with the collaborations the youtube collaborations type of things which have been very fun to do and the streaming concerts it's allowing a lot of people to do um it's allowing a lot of people to try things in the presentation of a concert that have never been done before. And in that they find really interesting new ways to enjoy music. And it's like, kind of like we got forced into the future a little bit. Um, but it's not such a bad thing. And actually in many cases, it's really good. And, 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 and in my situation, um, this, uh, I'm about to speak Japanese to you on Nobuyuki Hanabusa is a guy who uh, does a lot of the staging for major concerts and shows and everything from like modern artistic dance troops to uh, uh, rock shows to uh, any kind of any kind of presentation that uh, revolves around with having some kind of uh, special lighting or special effects or any kind of really modern artistic element. He's the guy. And I met him about uh, maybe eight, nine years ago. I played... Uh, with Momoito Clover. I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, we played at this place called the Saitama Super Arena, and um, he put together this show with a hundred, well, just one of the songs, the one song that I played with them. Just for the one song, he arranged a hundred-piece vocal choir and a completely different stage set from the whole rest of the, of the show, where I come rising through the underbelly of the stage and kind of like in this, you know, smoky, uh, I come rising like from hell into the stage and where the five girls in Momoito Clover were singing and waiting for me. It was just the most, I was playing guitar at the same time. It was just such an amazing moment that is kind of like etched in a lot of fans' minds over here and definitely in mine. So I've always remembered him because he put this whole thing together and other great things and always wanted to work with him. And, we actually had a uh, situation where we were going to work together just before COVID and we put together this thing and it was going to be really special. And then that kind of died away. And then the idea for the streaming concert came up and he said, I've got these great ideas. 
just waiting for somebody to do them with. And I'm like, I'm all ears. And he says, well, I've got, I've got this kind of a studio. It's kind of like studio airplane hangar. It's like a huge box where it's completely 360 degrees of LED lights. So usually when you have a concert, there's a lot of LED lights on the side or behind the band or whoever's playing. But we'll be stepping on them and they'll be on the ceiling above us and left and right and completely immersed in this environment. And he can control um, what goes in these screens. So he's putting together all these separate worlds based on the music, my music that I'm going to be playing live. So uh, the visual aspect of it is going to be all his. The music for us in the band is just going to be us playing live exactly like any other concert, sweating our asses off and just playing a full-on live show. But it'll be a completely different atmosphere than I've ever played in and I've ever seen, really. And uh, another cool thing about it that I'm really looking forward to doing is uh, it's set like in two rooms, so our band is not set up in the same traditional format that normally you see a band in. You see a band with a drummer behind them and a guitar and another guitar singer, bass player, the frontline people. We're kind of spread out and we can go from room to room. So it might, you might see two of us at a time or you might just see me and you'll see the band in a completely different, a different shape. And uh, it's going to be a monitoring nightmare, I'm sure. But the look of it, when we did like our first pre-production rehearsal, the look of it was just so unique and such a great array of camera angles for the live streaming. I think it's probably going to be the type of thing that, if it hasn't already been implemented by other artists, it's definitely going to be something that is uh, used more in the future because it just looks so cool and it's, it's it's easy to watch. It's easier to watch than uh, it's. Let me just say it's easier to get stuck watching um, and just get roped into than your normal concert and your normal camera angles and stuff like that. It's just, it's different worlds for each song, for lack of a better explanation. Exciting, man. No, I think that visual thing is going to be through the roof i think us fans are going to be really really excited to see this now you just mentioned that you've never been in that environment performing before now when i think of 360 leds i think that like you know are you gonna have to keep your eyes closed and kind of choreograph your way in certain parts because there's so much visual stuff that's going to be hitting you obviously us as fans we're going to just see you guys on that stage but the lighting effects is it going to actually um you know affect you i don't know equilibrium wise or anything like that this is something I'm a little bit concerned with. <laughs> um, luckily, I do a lot of my playing with my eyes closed. Oh, okay. And, and the main thing is on the bottom, you know, the, where we're standing on the LED type of thing. So when we did this, we did a very, very short kind of walkthrough type of thing just to get a little bit oriented with it. And it didn't seem like it was going to be too bad of a problem, but it really kind of depends on what gets projected. And at that time, all of the projection material wasn't done yet. So, like, uh, you know, we're going to do a full production rehearsal for the three days before New Year's Day. So uh, if, if it's a little bit unnerving at the beginning, I'll just uh, make sure that I know the parts where I have to keep my eyes closed. <laughs> and um, it's, there's going to be a lot of, like, 
finding marks and stuff like that. But uh, I think it's just, you know, if you're going to do anything cool, it's going to take a challenge. And, and I'm just really glad because I've always considered um, what I'm trying to do with music always to try to do something that has never been done before. And whether it, it fails or succeeds, it's not really important. What's important is uh, the joy of doing something that I've never done before because I've done a lot of crap. <laughs> I've done a lot of shit over the years. <laughs> it's uh, Most of it's been, uh, you know, satisfactory to me, but um, I always love trying new things. And this is like one chance we get to try new things in front of everybody. So, that nervousness is also a, a plus for. It's a plus for me now. Living in Japan, I understand it. And in, in, before I lived in Japan, being nervous was kind of like a, a minus. Um, but I found, and it's just a completely different mindset that when you're watching something happen, that you don't really know what's going to happen, like a sports game. You know that sports is the only thing you don't know when what the outcome is going to be. So there's that kind of uh, good nervousness, I guess you could say. So I found that if you embrace things where you know it could be a disaster, but it could also be godly, um, instead of being scared of those things, you know, I always used to be like, oh, no, 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 it's not going to work, it's not going to work, it's not going to work. But coming into Japan, you know, they just do so many experimental things here and and throw spaghetti at the wall and, and uh, see what sticks. And uh, I, that, it kind of works works for me lately. So th this is a big, ambitious, experimental, but uh, definitely going to be fun and, and just tons of playing. I mean, it's, it, you know, I've been wanting to play all year, just like just about every other musician in the world. And this is a chance to really just play some really sweaty stuff out there. Yeah, dude, and and for fans that if they haven't seen you live um, with your your band, each member of your band like is very very impressive, and you always highlight like when you see you you guys live, it's not just a focal point on you. Like it highlights their instrumentation and what they do as well. So the whole band is a a very um, you see how tight you guys are, I guess. But it, it seems like just each member is equal, if that makes sense, despite you being the namesake. Um, well, thank you very much for noticing that. I mean, I prefer it if uh, the band outshines me and they always do i mean it's like being on a basketball team you know if, if you're the worst player on the team then you're in good shape <laughs> so i try to be the worst player on the team and just keep myself surrounded with people who i want to watch and you know I, I definitely don't want people to come to the show and just stare at me and 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 just you know not care about the rest of the band um, I always, you know, a lot of people don't know my band and when they come, they might come to see me, but they leave talking about the band and that's exactly the way I want it. And, uh, this show will be no different for sure. Yeah. So everybody, um, everybody make sure it's going to be a fantastic live stream guys. New Year's day, which is, um, uh, again, just the perfect day. Now, a lot of new year's, have you done a lot of new year? I've talked to other guys and they've said they've never played on new year's Eve, but have you done a lot of new year's Eve shows throughout your career? Yeah, I mean, I've always had like a complex about New Year's Eve shows. I've always thought if you're doing something, you should be doing something on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I mean, I've always, you know, some years you don't, you know, schedules just work out in a way that you're not doing anything on New Year's Eve. And I've always like, well, I really wish I was doing something because these guys are doing something on New Year's Eve and it's so cool and. 
um, especially in Japan, there's this New Year's Eve TV show called Kohaku. And to me, it's the holy grail. It's like a four-hour, more or less four-hour show, um, one act after the other, live bands of every single genre, singers, groups, of every single possible genre. And they always have the absolute most insane staging. And it's it's just boggles my mind how they put on this show and literally one after the other and each set is completely different from the previous set and more gorgeous than the next um it's just like a very very insane program and uh, you can watch it on nhk world i believe if, if you have that in your cable but uh it's live on new year's eve here and um i've always always wanted to be on that show and i've done it twice and it's just a thrill. It's it's like my biggest thing about being in Japan, and I really want to do it more. And uh, you know, who knows? Um, maybe next year it could be. But uh, I've always had a big thing about New Year's, so this time, at least we're playing on New Year's Day. So mm-hmm. I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm in Las Vegas. That's where I'm born and raised. So every, we always get on New Year's for people that don't know, like a, a really big band and kind of a smaller venue, you know, because there's a lot of bands playing. So like you would see for for me, like one year I saw the Chili Peppers in a in a 2000 seat, you know, place for New Year's Foo Fighters two years ago. Same thing about 2000 seats. And um, so for me, New Year's and mus- live music is like I always want to celebrate with balloons falling down and a band kind of <laughs> doing the countdown. It's just part of my, I guess, existence out here. And um, but a lot of times when I talk to people, they're like, "No, no, bands won't do that. They don't. They don't play the holidays." I'm like, "Wow, it's just different, different environment for me." <laughs> you know? uh, uh, which I, I don't know if that's true or not everywhere. But it, for me, I've always I've always been such a that that's the best way to celebrate to me with music. I totally agree, man, and I, I love your enthusiasm on it because I totally agree. Yeah. So it's dude, it's it's gonna be excellent. So, um, one more thing because we did talk about um, you know the live stream which is coming out now. Tokyo Jukebox was released out in Japan. I want to say back in October, but the rest of the right. world um, is there a release date for that? I I, I think I read somewhere it might have been like April or something. Is that true? Yes, yes, okay. um, yeah. And we'll definitely talk in detail then. But uh, it came out first in Japan, and um, since nobody's touring, one of the things that a lot of uh, international artists are doing is they're staggering the releases to uh um for a lot of strategic reasons that the the labels and and my management in particular want to take advantage of and um that's like to make the things last longer because you go on tour and then you're promoting the record for months and months and months but here with touring being what it is you got to do different things so the japanese version is gonna be a little bit different from elsewhere and um and there's just surprises that come along with the the promotion and the strategies of the record and all that boring stuff but uh yeah it came out in japan and uh we have a first video out for it and uh, the reception has been absolutely mind-boggling and the record label has come to the party in ways that they've never done before which i would be surprised if this happened under ideal conditions and the fact that it happened now is just, it's really encouraging. And, and I'm just really excited about the record and it means a lot. And, and I hope that, uh, it'll, it'll be a lot of, a lot of people's first time hearing it when, uh, when we play it uh, on New Year's day, we're going to play stuff from all three of the Tokyo jukebox records, as well as, uh, all of my 
other solo albums and other stuff. Yeah, exciting. And that's what I was going to bring up is that us fans that haven't gotten the record, we will see some of those songs live uh, on this live stream, which is just another incentive for you guys to make sure you guys are going to pre-order this one more time. Let me give you guys some information that you got to write down because this is going to be a special game-changing type of thing, I I feel, from all the live streams we've been seeing all summers, guys. But make sure Tokyo Jukebox Live Worldwide, get your tickets, martyfriedman.zaiko.io, New Year's Day. Most of us are off out here in the States. Come on. Let's let's take advantage of it. I'm going to probably eat cereal and watch it. It doesn't matter. That's what's great about live streams, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that saw, sounds like a good idea. I saw a thing. I, I think it was a while back where you did say that you do miss the uh, cereal in the States. Is that true? Yes. Oh, my God. That's so true. There's no cereal here. I mean, Japan has the best or at least my favorite variety of everything i mean you will not miss for anything and there are things here that exist only in japan by the hundreds and hundreds so there's just tons of fantastic stuff but of course growing up in america there's some things that i've just got to have and they just don't exist here and cereal is one of them um the best they got is like cocoa krispies and that sucks (laughs) um they don't have any of the good stuff that we love, like Captain Crunch and anything with colors in it. Um, and you'd think, you know, because Japan has like the wildest, most colorful image, you know, especially in Japanese television and Japanese, uh, the neon of the metropolitan lifestyle and all that stuff. It's so crazy colorful and idols and, uh, and things like that. It's all the colors of the rainbow. But uh, when it comes to like breakfast breakfast food it couldn't be more dull and um it's just like perplexing to me and and if someone were to just do something about it i, I don't think it would happen because japanese don't really go that much they don't go that way for breakfast i mean breakfast is usually one of the healthier meals of the day with um like grilled fish and some miso soup and rice which is also great but uh you know in my heart i'm all american and i need some of that uh uh, red dye number two in my food <laughs> yeah i feel like that's a crazy it's a completely different mindset i feel like breakfast is you're supposed to eat healthy but like i can get away with eating crappy because the rest of the day i'm going to be active <laughs> you know? sure, that's sure. the way i see it it's always been that absolutely, way absolutely absolutely but cereal that is like my favorite i know I, I consider it a snack but that's my favorite thing do we have so many flavors i had some honey smacks right. before i talked to you and i'm like this yeah is- don't take it for granted man <laughs> <laughs> i've been here like 17 years man getting cereal is like getting contraband it's like really a really cool thing occasionally you know family or good friends will send me stuff out and fans bless their heart they like they offer to send stuff out all the time but i couldn't take their kindness for that but sometimes i bug people i know really well and in my family and it's that's a that's a big treat but uh it's not often. <laughs> well, man, I got it one more time. Everybody, if if you can, give Marty some cereal. Next time he tours the states, I'm gonna bring some. I'm gonna bring some Captain Crunch. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at leave it at the merch booth. But anyway, it's no cool. big deal. So everybody, one more time before I I'll let you go, Marty. Everybody, don't miss this live stream. Tokyo Jukebox. Tokyo Jukebox Live. It's worldwide, guys. It's on New Year's Day, and make sure you're looking. The press releases will come out. Everybody outside the world for the new. The new record, Tokyo with Jukebox 3. It's coming out, guys. Hopefully, fingers crossed, in April. With that, Marty, I want to thank you so much, my friend, for calling in to the Metal Sucks podcast. Thank you so much, Peter. I really appreciate it very much. And uh, 
your enthusiasm rubs off on me. So hopefully it'll rub off on everyone who listens to you and uh, stay safe and uh, have fun.
the Metal Sucks Podcast. guys and we are back first song you heard is off the future record in north america tokyo jukebox 3 that one is called the perfect world in tokyo jukebox 3 as we talked about in the interview it is out now in japan but the rest of the world is looking for an april release date so make sure you guys keep your eye open on that 
Main thing we talked about, I'm just going to reiterate to you guys. Make sure you are pre-ordering the live stream ticket to Marty Freedom's Tokyo Jukebox Live Worldwide. Guys, it's going to be on New Year's Day. Make sure you go to martyfriedman.zaiko.io for tickets. Now, second song you heard is the latest from Nervosa. That is the title track to their new album, Perpetual Chaos. And that is coming out January 22nd, guys. If you guys dug that record, make sure you're pre-ordering it. 2021 is going to be right around the corner for us, guys. So with that, I want to thank everybody out there for the five-star reviews. We keep getting on the good old Apple iTunes. You guys are the best. Truly appreciate every one of you guys to take the time to just click that little five-star review button for us. It means the world to us. And also for everybody that supports our other podcast, something that I'm going to have to do 52 times next year on Instagram is post about it. And that is rise to offend guys. And Brandon's (laughs) going to take that for me. And I really appreciate it. Documentary podcast. We put a lot of work effort in there and we put a lot of our discussion mindset trying to have empathy for some uh some of the most offensive characters in the arts in the world that we uh kind of love love and hate actually on both sides so make sure you guys if you want another podcast to listen to you check out rise to offend and with that for reals this time for reals for reals for reals for reals until next year our friends happy new year happy new year to you the metal sucks podcast is signing off